Welcome, welcome, welcome to the QC Hornet's Nest, a podcast powered by the Charlotte Observer. I'm your host and resident beat writer, Rod Boone. And each week, for the latest buzz, news, and nuggets on the Charlotte Hornets. I'll be telling you stories other shows won't and giving you inside access other shows can't. This week, we'll have a couple of different surprises for you guys, including a little interview with JT Thor, and we break down with the rookie exactly how his first shoot with the Hornets is going, what's he improving on, what's he learning in the time he's actually getting meaningful minutes on the court, and more. All right, so you ready? Okay, let's go. Let's get it. So here we are, post-All-Star break, 22 games left as the Hornets commenced the quote-unquote second half of their season, and it's going to be a sprint, as I wrote, to lead off the coverage in the Charlotte Observer heading into these final two months of the season. This is gut check time right now for the Hornets. They've lost nine of 10 games going to the All-Star break. Three in a row, including two brutal games in overtime. Brutal games in overtime, one in double or overtime. Essentially, any which way you want to discuss it or break it down, the Hornets could have had two wins for a number of reasons, whether it's making a free throw here or getting the correct call here from an official that should have been. They they went to the all-star break struggling and needing to kind of just maybe gather themselves a little bit after being above or around 500 the entire seemed like season for the most part essentially now there are two games going to five two games under 500 starting this stretch after the all-star break beginning with the game friday against toronto and who would have thought the way they were playing just a few weeks back they were Knocking on the door, sixth place. Right now, as we begin the second half, the Celtics are in sixth place. And the Hornets are right there above the Celtics for a while. So this goes to show you just how crazy this East has been. And same thing with the Raptors, the team the Hornets started off the second half of the quote-unquote second half of the season to schedule with. They were a team that was behind them, struggling for a bit. And they overtook the Hornets in the standings including, you know, game recently at Spectrum Center when they actually knocked the Hornets off. And it just seems like the Hornets have not been able to kind of gather themselves of late. And they're going to have to just be able to do that sooner than later because if they can't, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to have enough to be able to make it to the playoffs. And who would have thought that just a couple of weeks ago? But they have to do something whether it's a lineup switch, whether it's perhaps just getting a little bit of rest here, um, whether it's maybe getting one of their players back. Um, as we know, they've been really banged up. You know, no Gordon Haywood, um, no Jalen McDaniels, no Cody Martin, but at least they're going to be able to get Cody Martin back starting against the game against the Raptors. And as we know, Cody's one of their best defenders. And even though people, you know, probably went to the season, didn't think he'd be a key piece of the team. I think we see whenever he's not around, whether he was out because of illness or whether he's out because of COVID protocols or just out um, because the injury is recently, the Hornets haven't done really well when he's not been in the lineup and not been available. So getting him back to help them out, but they've got to 
just get this thing going in the right direction ASAP. Because just put it on mental psyche, when you keep spiraling in the wrong direction and going, 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 going down toward the bottom of the standings, as opposed to climbing them, it just takes a toll on you mentally. And, you know, the Hornets have a lot of home games left still coming up here with 22 games remaining. They need to be able to make up this ground by establishing their home court again. They were one of the top teams in the East at home. And now they're struggling going to the all-star break. They're now right at 500 at home. They're 14 and 14. And they actually weren't playing that bad on the road, but now they're 15 and 17 going to, you know, the, the, the last stretch here of 20 plus games, but their home record just that's probably been as disappointing as anything because for them to not win these games at home, knowing just how much they're going to come back to haunt you per se, when you are trying to look back on the standings in April and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get a game here or two there. Well, these games at home are crucial. That's why it's important for the Hornets to take advantage of these and just win at least two out of every three minimum going forward. That will give you a little bit of cushion, make you feel better about yourselves when you do go on the road and maybe play a tougher team and understand that maybe you have a little bit of margin to error if you can just win your games at home the way you're supposed to. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's been a rush, brutal stretch here for them. Again, maybe the all-star break was, was what they needed. time for this week's mailbag the question was or response whatever you want to call it to the tweet was from c panthers 95 at c underscore panthers 95 on twitter and it was could jb as in james borrego have called timeout and given them a chance to review the play well the first the answer to that is no the first um response reason why is because first of all the hornets had used their challenge earlier in the game to correct the call that was mistaken by the officials so once they won that challenge it's not like you know the nfl where if you successful in a couple of challenges you know you, you get that extra one and the nba is pretty much one and done whether you win lose or draw so it's more about the timeout issue and whether you get your timeout back but so the hornets couldn't review the play if they wanted to and that was unfortunate because as we know that play essentially cost in the game because it was basically one point so the issue was the officials, when I asked after the game, told me that at that point, you have to wait for a stoppage of play to be able to review the call. And that is not correct. Essentially, they were supposed to be able to review the play just by giving a signal if essentially that was what they wanted to do. And turns out they did not do that and as we know, that was an error that was cited in the two-minute report the following day about just how wrong that was. Essentially, the, they had five missed calls that didn't go in the Hornets' favor in that game. And the most egregious one was the Kyle Lowry three-pointer, which was a two-pointer. So to answer your question, no, he couldn't have called a timeout there. 
And really, he shouldn't have had to because the play should have been reviewed. So thanks again for submitting the response. And I want to get to that, even though it's a week old. And I still think we need some clarity on the situation because there's still some different things going back and forth. But either way, the officials did not do the Hornets any justice by getting that call incorrect because the Hornets essentially you know, could have gone to the All-Star break right around 500. All right, well, I'm joined by P.J. Washington. Thanks for joining me, P.J. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Um, Appreciate you. First, your season this year, man, how would you describe your season uh, overall? Um, I mean, for me, it's just playing a different role. Um, I've never really played five <laughs> for a whole season, so I think this year is just uh, – I think it's just adjustments for real. I'm just trying to put my game in different areas and try to be great in those areas and trying to find my niche, so – I feel like for me, I picked up a lot defensively uh, as of late. Uh, I feel like I'm a way better defender than when I first got in the league. Um, and for me, just being aggressive and just trying to do uh, something to affect the game in uh, each type of way every night. So, You mentioned defense and you being better. What do you think you're doing better on defense now that you didn't do as a rookie? And, and how have you improved specifically, would you, you say? i say on ball, for sure. On ball, I feel way more confident than when I first got in the league. Um, I've always felt like I can block shots, but just keeping people in front and being able to switch on the on the different guys, I feel like um, I've grown in that area this year. I know uh, it seems like every time you kind of have a good stretch this season, something happens. Like you're going through a good stretch, get on the COVID list. Like, like what about that? Now, how how much does that kind of like bother you? Where you feel like you're getting the rhythm, and then something happens to you? Uh, it's just part of the game. I feel like you just got to stick with it. Um, yeah, I feel like I was playing real good in COVID. I got sidelined with COVID. I uh, didn't have no symptoms, so I was just sitting at the house, bored. So, I mean, for me, it's just, like I said, just trying to find a niche and just trying to do something to help the team win every night. So, whether that's scoring, rebounding, defending, just something simple. You mentioned playing the five a lot. I know one thing that actually benefited you was you were shooting your three-point shot a lot. But I'm sure in your mind, you probably became too much of a jump shooter, right? What about that and how has maybe Montrez coming now like to kind of go back more to be maybe a little power forward. Yeah, I think with Montrez here, it just opens my game up. I feel um, on the offensive end, I can do a lot more. I can drive, I can pass, I can play make, I can do a bunch of the different stuff. From as the five is more trail threes. Uh, I felt like I was pretty much just a jump shooter, but I feel like that's not even my game. But um, I don't know, I feel like I try to perfect that role and uh, do as much as I could in that position, so. I know one thing, too, like when you first came in, you were playing a lot with your back to the basket, like the old school post game. I haven't seen that the last couple of years, man. Where, where is that game? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find it right now. I'm <laughs> just trying to get back into the mix. I'm just trying to be myself out there. Um, the team overall, man, um, you guys have been up and down. Um, you guys lost a lot of your last 10 games going to the All-Star break. What have you guys talked about to turn it around to make sure that you're playoff worthy, you guys, the way you guys want to be come April? Um, I think for us it's just – mentality. I feel like sometimes we do overlook teams and um, we can't do that. Everybody in this league is capable of beating anybody. We know that. So for us, it's just going out there with the same focus that we have in the last six minutes of the fourth throughout the whole game. So uh, sometimes we get down early and it's hard for us to, you know, come back from those uh, deficits. But when we dig ourselves whole like that, it's just, I don't know, it's tough. But I mean, we have the power. We have everything we need to be a great team in this league. So the time is now. Can you explain what happens? Is it more just an experience? Is it got you guys being young? Is it just not knowing what it takes at times to go out there to have a, a 
48 minute game for every game every season? I think uh, for us, we just go through the motions at times, and then we just try to turn it on when we want to, instead of turning it on from the uh, from the jump ball. So for us, um, like I said, it's just 48 minutes. That's just what it is. It's what it's gonna have to be for us. You started the last couple of games um, going through the All Star break. I assume it's gonna be the same way coming out of break. So. How was that different for you, if at all? I know you started before previously. It's not a big deal. But how was that different for you this season on this team, if at all? Um, for me, I don't really look at started or not starting. I think it's all the same. For me, it's just trying to bring energy, trying to do the little things, like I said, and uh, just be aggressive on both ends of the floor, whether you come off the bench or starting. I feel like coming off the bench, you kind of – there's no room for um, – there's no room for not – you know what I'm saying? coming out aggressive. So you got to be locked in to who you're guarding. You got to know everything. And it's just, I don't know. I just think you got to be locked in. So whether you start or not. What has uh, this season been like? Um, a little bit more for you. I, I know I asked earlier, but just, I know this is like your, you know, it's this, again, when you're a rookie, you have to go through the process. You know, you, you kind of learn in the first couple of years. Like how are you now in terms of your comfort level in the league? Like, do you feel like you've not arrived? Do you feel like you can play with anybody on any given night? That kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, rookie year for sure, you come into the league and you hear all the big names, you play all these guys, and it's just like, wow, I'm really on the stage. And now it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's just another guy we're playing against and we're trying to go out there and beat him. That's just how it is now. So um, we don't look at anybody as. Um, how good they are. We just look at them as a regular basketball player and we're going out doing our job. So for me, it's just having a mentality of uh, I'm trying to go out and trying to beat whoever we're playing and play harder, do all the little things and just win a game and compete at a high level. And how much more exciting is this just atmosphere now than it was maybe even last year too? Like, it seemed like yeah. it's just different, right? Just, just no, what about that? Different. I mean, rookie year when I came in, it was not a lot of fans. Um, when teams came in town, it was pretty much a home game for them. And now it's just like um, this thing has grew in such short time. So it's exciting. I feel like in the years to come, it's going to be even bigger. So I'm excited, and I feel like we're heading in the right direction for sure. And then uh, just with Melo being an all-star, um, how is that helping you guys, you think, raise your profile? You think maybe players run a league, like have they say, hey, man, like maybe a year or two, like if you're still around, I want to come play with you guys, that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I think it's, he's definitely brought a lot more attention to Charlotte. Um, just being himself, being who he is, and uh, the way he plays, for sure. I feel like um, guys would definitely love to play with him and definitely love to be here in our uh, program. So um, we're like one of the best offenses in the league. So everybody loves offense. So there, there's no reason why nobody wouldn't want to come play with us. But I think with our young core and who we have now, I think um, everybody's excited. Everybody's happy to be here, and everybody's you know what I'm saying ready to finish out the season and um, go in the right direction. Yeah, that's my last question for you is this season is obviously supposed to be playoffs, kind of a bust for you guys. Like, it's a little bit of a struggle right now, but just uh, how do you get it going the way you guys want to and how do you make sure that you get that, you know, playoff that you guys are looking for? Um, just playing hard, like I said. Um, that's, the big, that's our biggest thing, playing hard. Uh, we know we need every game. Um, every game matters. No matter who we're playing against, we can't look at teams like that. Um, a lot of teams are giving up right now, but we aren't one of them. Um, we're definitely hungry, and we just have to go out there and show it. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Appreciate, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Guy. So thank you very much once again to P.J. Washington for giving me some moments of his time. Hope you guys got a little bit of insight into 
how he's feeling about his game overall and how the team is uh, looking heading into the last part of the season here. I'm also going to give you guys a little bit of a bonus interview I had with JT Thor. I know some of you have been asking about him and his progress and where he's at. So spoke with JT as well. And uh, here's a little bit of that interview. How you feel like you're developing and going to be able to play those positions as you kind of develop in, in your game here. Um, I just, I feel like if you're not trying to improve every day, like there's no point of really, like really being out here. So I feel like whatever the team needs me to do, I feel like I can plug that in and that's going to come from working hard, getting bigger, getting stronger. Is that going to come with time? I know I can't get it all in one day. So you mentioned the three, like what it will take for you to be able to, to do development wise, to be able to play the three in the NBA the way you like to. Well, I can already defend the three. So on the defensive side, so on the offensive side, they just keep working on my shot. Keep working on the, my perimeter skills. Keep working on ball handling and uh, keep working on my instincts. Just passing, when like just when just knowing how to play. Just keep working on that. Watch the film, all that type of stuff. How valuable has the last couple of games been for you? Because obviously you got some meaningful minutes back. I think December or so when there's a lot of COVID stuff going on and guys were kind of out. But you've been kind of getting sporadic minutes lately. But the last couple of games you've been playing meaningful minutes, especially the fourth quarter, a couple of games ago. How much has that helped you? Do you think the last couple of games just just helping your development? Um, I mean, even in December, all playing meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter versus the Sixers, the Kings. So I feel like uh, when my name is called, I just got to stay ready. And that's what the coaches are telling me to do, and that's what I'm really doing. So it wasn't really any different from December. Just, just when I hear my name called, I'm ready to go out there and play hard. Did that point in December, did those games maybe get rid of any nerves? Because I'm sure as, as a, I mean, as a pro, I'm sure as, your, as a rookie, a little bit of nerves out there, right? Like, did that help you get rid of that part of of the butterflies and knowing that whenever your name is called, you can just go in there and just play your game? Yeah, a lot. I feel like that Atlanta game really uh, brought the ice for me. Like, it really, it really, like, gave me a feel that I could actually play and, like, I actually belong right now, even as a 19-year-old. How much uh, over this All-Star break will you look to do different things? Like, we take time to just relax or are you going to just get in the gym and just try to develop as much as you can while everybody's kind of doing their thing away from the court? But yeah, I'm, I'm coming in this, into the break mentality with just trying to work. Uh, I'm trying to be in the gym two two times a day, trying to while everybody else is probably on break. That's what I'm trying to do, trying to yeah. get ahead of the curve, just being young. So that's what I'm going to do. What has been the biggest eye opener for you so far? Would you say um, your first part of your rookie years? Is it the players' um, size, speed? Um, is it just maybe you fitting in better than you thought? What what surprised you most? Would you say? I say um, some of the biggest were like who I've seen first, like Giannis and Embiid. I say one uh, really Embiid. He he. Uh, He's really eye-opening. Like, when I seen him play, I I kind of like, what's the word? He kind of reminded me of, like, he could score, like, 60 if he wanted to. That's what I had the feeling when I first seen him. So, just seeing him play is crazy. His footwork, just his size, everything. Yeah, I mean, he's having an MVP kind of year, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when he plays against you guys, he's right. It's, how tough is he to stop a guy like that? Man, it's really hard to stop. He's like, we know what he's going to do, but he still can't stop it. So, like, and that's, that's really unguardable because if you know what he's going to do, you know what he's going to get into, and you still can't guard it, so... It's very difficult. How much did your time um, in Greensboro kind of also help prepare you mentally and, and physically and just getting you ready for what you're doing right now? Oh, I say it, it helped a lot. Um, just having the ball in my hands, just get, going out there, getting reps up, getting to play. But also, like, from a competing standpoint, trying to win, even though we haven't been kind of successful, just that mindset of trying to win games and trying to just to try to improve as a team, I think it carries over. And then this last thing is the, the Hornets are all about development, um, you know, especially young players. Since you've been here, I'm sure you can kind of tell just how involved they are trying to make sure you guys 
um, just develop your game overall. What have you seen from that so far? And when you look at a guy, Coley Martin, who was a second round pick like yourself and develop into what he's developed into, does that kind of give you a little bit of a, maybe a blueprint to kind of say that if I just work the way maybe he worked, that I can be just kind of same position he's in? Uh, yeah, but I kind, of, I kind of look at it like that. I look at it as basketball. Everybody has their own race. Uh, basketball is something that you can get better every day. And you can see the guys who do get better each year. You can see the guys who don't get better each year. So I feel like you just follow that blueprint and you'll be good if if you know what you want to do in this in this basketball career. What do you want to do in this basketball career? I'm trying to be the best player I can be. As we look ahead to what the Hornets have coming up, as we mentioned earlier, they begin the stretch here with Toronto in the first game on Friday, um, post All-Star break. And as we know, Toronto's had their number this year a couple of times. So that's not an easy game for them, for sure, coming right out of the gate. And then they face Detroit at home. And while you should say it's a gimme game, they killed them in Detroit a couple of weeks back when Montrez Harrell was around for his first game and et cetera. Uh, that's true and all, but the Pistons beat Cleveland, who's one of the top five, six teams in the Eastern Conference, to come out of the All-Star break as well. So that game is not going to be an easy one. And the next night on Monday, the Hornets are in Milwaukee, again, on a back-to-back at the Plain Detroit to face Giannis and company. And as we know, they beat Giannis twice, Giannis and the Bucks twice in Charlotte, um, you, know, you know, last month. So obviously the Hornet, excuse me, the, the you know the Bucks going to definitely remember that, and the Hornets have played them close even there, early in the season when that bucket by Giannis gave the Bucks a win right at the buzzer. So Milwaukee is going to definitely be ready for the Hornets. So that game is not going to be easy. And then after a day off, following it back to back. The Hornets are in Cleveland to face the Cavaliers. And again, the Cavaliers are one of the top teams, even though the Pistons knocked them off coming out of the break. But the Hornets don't match up well with Cleveland because of the inside prowess of Jared Allen, Evan Mobley and company. So once the Hornets get past that game, then they'll have a game against the Spurs at home after a couple of days off on Saturday. But the stretch here coming out of the break it's not going to be easy. And to me, they have to go at minimum two and two during that four game stretch to feel good about yourselves. Anything less than that, one and three or something, or oh and four. And once again, it's going to be scrambling to kind of figure out what's happening here. So the Hornets have to, again, in my mind, get at least two of the next four games and at minimum split them out because you don't want to continue this free fall you're on even though the Hawks aren't playing well behind you, and as is neither is the Wizards, these teams can get hot at any point because they have players who can go out there and score in bunches. So the Hornets have to figure this thing out and be able to do it quickly here because coming out of the All-Star break, the schedule is not easy at all. This week's stat is one that if if you're a Hornets fan, you probably are well aware in just how bad they've been shooting three-pointers going to the All-Star break. In their 10 games prior to the break, the Hornets had shot 29% from three-point range. 
And what's wild is that includes the game against the Pistons in Detroit when he actually made 18 of 42 attempts behind a three-point arc, which amounts to 42.9%. So if it wasn't for that game against the Pistons, just think about how awful the Hornets would have been behind a three-point arc. So it's been one of their strengths the entire year, but they've been really bad from there of late. It's going to have to be one of their turnaround points here in the second half of the season because they're, as we know, a jump shooting team. If they can't make their three-pointers, they're usually in trouble on most nights. So it's going to be imperative for the Horns to turn it around and get that number going in a different direction because 29% is not going to cut it. Well, so there you have it. Thanks so much for joining me for the latest episode of the QC Hornets Nest. I'm Rod Boone. For more Hornets content, check out charlotteobserver.com. And for a special sub offers to gain full access, click the link in my stories where it says support my work with a digital subscription. All right, until next time, we out. <laughs>